0: Hi, and welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray as you listen, God would meet you and speak to you in a personal Uh, way. Here's this week's message from Pastor Chloe. Unreal. I think I've never seen that much snow that early in the year. So, if we're not prepared for winter, sorry, it's coming. It's here, right? So, how many of you, you lost a few calories this weekend? Right? (laughs) Are you done when it comes to your yard or your driveway? Did you have to jump over a snowbank this morning? No? Someone say, yeah. Hey, I'm glad that you were able to make it. Uh, there's nothing like coming together and worshiping the Lord. And this morning, I'm starting this new series called Freedom Now. And uh, I think it's going to be a real blessing. Hopefully, it's going to speak to your hearts this morning. So before we go to God's Word, I would ask you to stand one last time. We'll place ourselves before the Lord. Yes, Father, we thank you so much. We're, you're so amazing. You're so good. We praise your name up, Lord. We magnify you. We give you glory. Oh, yes, Father, we rejoice in you. We thank you so much for your affection and for your love and for who you are to us. God, it's just because of you, and we stand in humility before you, knowing that all that you've done is uh, for us, that where we are today is because of your grace, your mercy, your compassion, your goodness. Your, your unfailing love, Father. I just pray this morning that you would speak to us, that you would release us, that you would do a, a, a work of freedom in our hearts. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may grab a seat. So we'll be talking about freedom is for now. And when it comes to um, our future, for those that believe in Christ, we have an awesome future. And uh, we have the future of spending our eternity with God. And it says in Revelation chapter 21 verse 4 it says he will wipe every tear from her eyes there will be no more death mourning and crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away and it's going to be an amazing day when we're going to see him face to face when we'll encounter him there's going to be no tears no more pain no more mourning crying no more tears no more death it's going to be amazing right but as we journey through life, you all know that there's some tears, right, and there's some hardship, and there's some challenges, and uh, life is not always easy, and uh, sometimes we hit knots in, in our rope, and, and, uh, and, and we, we, experiences, we experience challenges that sometimes we don't know how to cope with. And, and I believe that what God wants to do, he wants to uh, bring walk with us and he wants us to walk in a, in a freedom. So when it comes to eternity, we know that we have a, a place of rest. But when it comes to here on earth, I, I believe that God doesn't want me to live in bondage and that God doesn't want me to live in a prison. Um, last week, I, I was at the airport and uh, I was thinking about this series of freedom. Uh, freedom now, and I was seeing people walking along with luggage, and they're just walking with luggage and and carry-ons, right? And it's amazing how many how people have a ton of luggage, and you ex- assume that they're moving or they're going for a long time, right? They carry this uh, this buggy with all these luggage. And then you see people with their carry-on. And they go and, and they walk everywhere. And they have a backpack, a carry-on. And, and they navigate through the airport. And And uh, as I was in the plane, I noticed this lady that carried that big carry-on. It was too big too big for the, uh, the bin on top there, so she was trying to push her carry-on in, and, and someone was with her and trying to push the carry-on in, and the person under was watching his head. It was actually quite entertaining to watch. I was too far to help, okay, just to let you know. So I was just watching, and, and uh, when it comes to life, sometimes we carry extra baggages, Baggage, right? I, I, someone told me that in the first service you don't see baggages. That's sometimes when it comes to the English language, why can't you say fishes? You see fish, right? And that's another story, right? Anyway, so, so we carry extra baggage and uh, we go, we do life and we carry this carry on and we, we're going everywhere and it, it's not practical to walk with a carry on, right? I, I prefer to carry to, to to walk free with nothing on my shoulder, nothing that I have to carry on. Carry and, and, I, and I believe that God wants, to, um, wants me to walk in freedom. And he doesn't want me to do life with a lot of baggage or have a carry-on and luggage and, and just do life with a, a heavy heart. I believe that God wants, to, um, to, to, he wants me to experience freedom. And one of the things I, I want to sow in your heart to, today, what I believe God wants to relate to you this morning, is I, I need to know that Jesus came for my freedom. I need to know this. I need to know in my heart that Jesus came for my freedom. Can you tell your neighbor that Jesus came for your freedom? He came for your freedom. He came for us to experience freedom. That's what he came for. Uh, If you look at Isaiah 53, you look at his sacrifice, what he did for us to experience that freedom. He was crucified. He was mocked. He was beaten. It, it It was so hard for him like all what he endured for us to be reconciled with the Father. Uh, you, you go through Isaiah 53 and you have a snapshot of what he did for us. And then you go through the Gospels and you see what he had to endure for us to experience that freedom. So one of the danger when we do life is to forget that Jesus came for freedom. And we need to remind ourselves of that. We need, to, uh, we, we need to review the fact that when it comes to life, Jesus came for my freedom. And this is why Sabbath is huge when it comes to, when I talk about Sabbath, is to take a, a back step, to take a time to rest, to remember, and to, uh, and to, to tap into the fact that Jesus came for my freedom. So, so when it comes to all that I, that I face and all the things that are before me, I need to realize that that is, should be my foundation. And I should know that, that Jesus came to, for my freedom, that God's intention and God's desire is not for me to do life with carry-ons and, and baggage and, and, and just have a heavy life and a heavy heart. And my prayer is that you would not say, I guess this is my lot in life, that I'm called to carry this extra baggage. No, I don't think that's what God wants you to experience and to live by. I believe that God wants you to experience freedom now. Can you tell your neighbor that freedom is for now? Freedom is for now. Freedom is for now. If you have your Bible, take a look at Isaiah 61. And Isaiah prophesied the coming of the Messiah 700 years before he came. And we have this snapshot of of what Jesus came to do. He came for freedom, Isaiah 61, verse 1. And in Luke chapter 4, Jesus stands in the synagogue... And as he's reading the scroll, he's reading Isaiah 61. And he says, I am the one. I am the one fulfilling scripture. And they wanted to kill him after. But he, he, he stood in Nazareth in his hometown, and he said, and he read Isaiah 61. It says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. So you see, that's his calling. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. That's beautiful, right? The all of gladness instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oak, Of righteousness, a plantation of the Lord for the display of His splendor. As it finishes verse 3, it it talks about that it's for His glory, a display for His splendor. So we want to live for His glory. But when you look at this text, we see that Jesus came for freedom. And He came to set me free, came to set you free. And it starts by that Jesus came to preach good news to the poor. Good news to the poor. And what is that good news to the poor is, is the poor can't afford the blessings of God. But Jesus says, I give a good news to the poor that you can you, you can have it even though you can't afford it. That's beautiful, right? So it talks here about the promises that are found in God. It talks about grace. And when we look at grace, grace is not just to make us acceptable in God's eyes. But it's also God's divine ability to do what we're called to do. So Jesus comes... And he preached good news to the poor. And he's talking to those that cannot make it on their own, those that need help. And when it comes to life in general, I can't do it. I look at my calling when it comes to being a pastor or, or being a godly husband or a godly father. I, I, look, I look at my own humanity and I have holes. I have holes. And I needed to come to a point in my life where I realized that I was human and I had holes, but God came to preach a good news to the poor, meaning that there's hope for the one that can't afford it, right? So wherever you are in this journey of life, there's good news because God is saying to you, maybe you can't, maybe you can't afford it, but I can. And that's the good news, that you can experience grace, that you can exp- experience salvation, but also you can experience Him in your life when it comes to what you face. I, I, I like what we find in Romans chapter 8, everything works for good for those that love Him. And God has a plan, and God has a purpose, and God is at work, and I need to know that. But one of the things I need to know is that Jesus came for my freedom. I need to know that. I need to store that into my heart. I need to go to the bank with this fact that Jesus came for my freedom, that Jesus desires not for me to carry extra weight He came so that I would experience freedom. And I believe that this morning God can install in your heart a sense of freedom. I believe that he can come and free you because that's his heart. That's what he wants to do. He wants to bring freedom in your heart. Even though if you cannot make it happen, he can make it happen. Like suffering is temporal, but victory is permanent. Suffering is temporal, like, as we suffer, uh, as we go through hardship, uh, I believe that we can still be victorious inside. I really believe that. I believe that God can, uh, can reveal himself and do uh, a, a supernatural work. But at the same time, even though when life is rough, I believe I can have victory inside of me. Because I know that God has the answer and the solution for me. Because he has an answer and a, shalo- a solution to the poor. So the poor can't afford. They were there, and most of the time they're rejected. They can't afford what rich people uh, have. And Jesus comes and says, "Yes, you can have it because it's found in me." Amen. I think that's amazing. So Jesus comes in and he and he tells us that we can experience His grace. The second thing that you see in this text is Jesus came to bind up the brokenhearted, to mend our hearts, to heal our hearts. like, life is, like I said, not easy. You might lose a, a loved one. You might be hit by sickness. You might be hurt by a friend, by family, by... So much thing happens in life, right? And one of the things that we do experience is we get hurt in the inside. So what do we do when it comes to the hurts inside? Do we carry our hurts all our lives? Do we, do we, do we live always broken? I believe that Jesus wants to come and heal my heart. It's like it's like a broken vase. It's like we have ceramic uh, ceramic floor in our kitchen, and when something slips through our fingers and it's heading down, you have a feeling of oh no, right? Because you know it's gonna it's gonna just gonna be destroyed. And the picture of brokenhearted Jesus comes and takes all the pieces and he fixes he fixes up us up. And he moves into our lives in a way that no one can. I, I remember in my early ministries, I was 21 years old-ish. And I, I was so, so zealous to serve the Lord. I wanted to serve him. And I've experienced, I experienced such a hardship, me and Micheline. We experienced such a rejection. It was so hard. We didn't understand how come uh, this happened. And we felt robbed inside. We, we felt betrayed. And I just wanted to quit. And and at the, early, at the early stage of ministry, I was an assistant pastor. I, just, I was just hurt, and I was going to throw a towel on the ministry, and I was saying, God, you know, it's not fair, and, and I, was, I was broken. I was literally like, like a glass that you would drop on a ceramic floor on tiles. I, I was just broken. So we, I had to speak on the weekend. I didn't know how I was going to speak on the weekend, so... Me and my wife, we went camping for two days. We borrowed our mom, my, my parents' uh, little trailer. We went into the bush, and, and we prayed together, and something supernatural happened. Uh, we just felt the love of God come upon us in such a, an unreal way. And it's like the Lord came and removed all the, the arrows, and, and, and uh, when it came to unforgiveness and bitterness and, and, and the pain of being hurt, it was just washed away. It was just amazing. We went back to church, and we were not the same anymore. And, and the reason of that is because Jesus wanted me to be free. Jesus didn't want me to carry this all life, all my life. Just didn't want me to put my life on standby and, and, and to carry this pain and this rejection. Jesus wanted me to experience that freedom because that's what He came to do. He came to heal the brokenhearted. So wherever you are on this journey of life, whatever you face, i got to let you know that Jesus came to heal your heart, to restore your heart, to make you well. Not for you to carry heartaches and to have a broken heart for years, that 25 years later you still carry the pain. You'll never forget the pain. It's always going to be in your mind. But it's not going to influence the way you do your life. It's not going to be hunting you. It's, it's going it's, it's, it's to be under Christ. So Jesus came to heal your heart. Um, We sometimes carry untreated pain. And we we just say, well, that's my lot in life, right? So I'm going to live with this pain. Bring it to Jesus. Bring it to Jesus. Let Jesus touch you. Let Jesus heal you. Like I said, one of the things that we do forget, Jesus came for my freedom, that's why he came forward, to set me free. So he doesn't want you to live your life broken. He doesn't want you to live in unforgiveness. and He, he wants you to be free. So, so what we're called to do is we're called to draw close to him. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 14 from the message version is, My people are broken, shattered. And they put on a band-aid saying, It's not so bad. You'll, ju- you'll be just fine. Um, but things are not just fine. And maybe this is where you are inside. Maybe you're here with a big smile, but inside it's, it's, not, it's not fine. Your relationship, your finances, your inner life, your, the struggle against sin, it's not fine. Let Jesus in. Let Jesus in. One of the biggest things we got to do, people, is to realize that Jesus' mission was to set me free. Set me free so I can set free others. But it's pretty hard for me to set people free when I'm myself caught in bondage, right? The mission, the church is on a mission, and the first mission that Jesus has, is me. He wants to free me. And sometimes we get caught in a fatalist point of thought is, whatever will be, will be. I guess it's my lot in life. You know, God wants you free. When we don't walk in freedom, you know how we do it? We, we self-medicate. Self medicate, self medicate, meaning that you take control over your own life and you're trying to fix a problem on your own. You watch Netflix, there's nothing wrong to watch Netflix, but when you watch Netflix to appease your pain, there's something wrong, right? When you throw yourself on the work in work, when you run away from reality, or when you have to have your wine in the evening, like I don't think it's wrong to have a glass of wine. But when wine becomes your medication, there's something wrong. When Netflix becomes your medication, there's something wrong. When your work becomes your medication, there's something wrong. When leisure becomes your medication, there's something wrong. And I think it happens to us if we're honest, right? We look at our life and we self-medicate. But it's not removing the pain, We're still dealing with the same pain, the same rejection, the same influence of the past. So we need Jesus in. We need to let Jesus in. Because the gospel that we preach and the gospel that we believe is that Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. If you have a broken heart based on circumstances, maybe it's self-inflicted, whatever it is, God wants to heal you. There's no condition here. It doesn't say for those that it's self-inflicted, there's no hope. No, if you're brokenhearted, Jesus has come to set you free and to heal your heart. That's the good news, right? It's the good news. But we, we have a problem to take a hold of it. We have a problem to, be, to see it as being personal. But my prayer this morning is that you would let Jesus zoom on your heart and something miraculous would happen in your heart like it happened to me many years ago where I experienced that, that deep healing of the Lord uh, that I needed so badly and, and, and that I would walk away, that we would walk away from self-medicating ourselves. That we would come to the Lord. Amen? The third thing you see in this text of Isaiah 61 is Jesus came to proclaim freedom to the captives. Is when you get stuck in life. Well, did you get stuck this weekend? I know I did. On Friday, I got stuck. My wife was at home and she was trying to make a way to, to, remove, uh, to, uh, to back up the SUV, and, and uh, she told me, I can't back up. I said, I'll go home. I'm good. You know, I'll, I'll show her how to back up, like with the, with the SUV. So then I backed up, and I just went. And she was, she had her, <laughs> she had her head in the, uh, like, w- uh, looking through the door. And, and then I just got caught and stuck, and she just had a smile, right? Uh, you're way better than me. You get stuck in life. Sometimes we get stuck, you know. We get stuck in our relationships, We get stuck when it comes to uh, our growth. We just get stuck for whatever reason. Like I said, it might be self-inflicted. It might be caused by someone else. It might be just the, the journey of life. We get stuck. Jesus came to unstuck you. That's why he came. He came to push you out of that deep snow or that mud. He came to do that. I need to see that. I need to engage my faith in the fact that Jesus came to unstuck me. To release me, to free me. That's what he came for. He doesn't want you to be stuck at standstill for the next 15 years. He doesn't want you to stay where you are today. You look at your marriage where you feel oh, it's not going anywhere or your business and you feel stuck in your business. Jesus want to show you the way out. He wants to release you. He wants to instruct me and he wants to instruct you. I think it's a great gospel. The gospel that, that, is, that we preach, it's a great gospel because we see the love of God wanting to free us, and, and I believe that freedom is for now. And we carry unresolved yesterdays, right? It, it heavy, it, it's heavy. It, it, we carry that. We carry these, these carry-ons, and, and it's so heavy. And Jesus says, bring it to me. Bring it to me. Experience that freedom, the fear of the future. We'll talk more about that in the next few weeks. We carry extra weight, and God doesn't want us to do that. It says in Luke chapter 21, verse 34. And Luke chapter 21 talks about the end times, and how it's going to look like in the end times. And it gives us a picture of what we're dealing with today. It says, be careful, or your heart will be weighted down with dissipation. That that is self-indulgence, drunkenness, and the anxiety of life. And that day will close on you Unexpectedly, like a trap. He said, "In the last days, people will just think about their own needs, and they'll get drunk. Like I said a while ago, to to be able to uh, to um, self-medicate, and they will be caught with anxiety, the anxiety of life. Come on, guys! One of the things that we are dealing with, like never, no other generation, it's the anxiety of life. It's unreal." I know that there was some anxiety in Jesus' time and in the early church, for sure. When it comes to persecution, it's not even that's another level. But when it comes to anxiety of life, I think this is so real for us that we are burdened. It's heavy on our hearts. This anxiety of life, where we carry so much, we have so much things that we carry. We're stressed. How many of you? You have a busy life. All of us, right? We all have a busy life, and sometimes life is like a rat race. We just go, 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 ah, and then we burn out, and then we self-medicate, and, and, but we don't let Jesus in. We don't let Jesus in. You know, sometimes, like I said, it's good to take a back step and say, how, how am I spinning my wheels? How am I living my life? And I need to look at how am I dealing with anxiety. And when I'm overwhelmed by anxiety, I'm doing something wrong. I need to take a back step and say, God, what are you saying? What do you want to do, do in my life? So I need to be aware of that because God has not called you to be under the burden of, ex- of the anxiety of life. Amen? It's, it's always there, and you got to say no to it. you gotta, you got to say no to, to that, that heaviness that comes upon your heart, and that prevents you of running your race and being fruitful. So when you look at chapter, uh, of chapter 61.4 here, Jesus came to, to release the prisoners from darkness. And the thought here is that he came to free us from the bondage of sin. Why stay in bondage when Jesus wants to free me? Good point, right? Why stay in bondage? Why stay in sin? Why entertain sin? Why live in sin when Jesus came to set me free? So Jesus wants to set you free of sin. Because when you live in sin, you're caught. you you got the conviction of the Spirit that wants you to repent. And then you have the condemnation of the devil that says to you how stupid and ugly you are. That's what the devil says, right? He attacks your identity and he wants to discredit you and you got this battle, why live in this tension? Just surrender to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Just, just repent. Just come before him and experience his freedom. Jesus came. Listen to this. Jesus came so that you would be free from the bondage of sin. Not to live in it, not to carry it, not to cover it, not to justify it. He came to free you from it. So we want to experience this because this is where we experience true freedom when it comes to sin, when we come before Him and we acknowledge Him and we, 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 we confess our sins and, and we admit that we need Him. I like what it says in Psalm 32, verse 1, blesses he whose transgression are forgiven, whose sin are covered. Blesses uh, the man whose sin the Lord does not count against him and in whose spirit is no deceit. When, he, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy up upon me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of, of the summer. And here he talks about when you're living in sin, walking in sin, it's, it's hard to bear. It's difficult. It affects you the inside. So, so the invitation is to come to Jesus and say, rescue me. Come to my help. So the question this morning, what do I do? I kind of gave already the answers. The first thing is I need to be true and be real. I need to, on, to, to be honest with myself. I need to, to, to realize that I'm human and I have holes in my life, and I need to be rescued. I need Jesus to come in my life. I needed him the first time when I called upon him, right? But I, I need him all the time. I, I've, I've said in the past that we're, we're justified by Christ. We will be glorified by Christ. But when it comes to sanctification, sanctification, I can't do it on my own. I need His grace. I need Him. So i can, I got to call to Him. i got to invite Him. I have to invite Him to my table. I've got to give room for Him. And He's going to come in. And he's going to make an awesome work. And sometimes we won't even see that it, it's him. But, he, but he's going to be working in the back scene. Sometimes it's not going to be kind of a lightning from heaven. And if, if, if he does that, awesome. But he's going to work in the back scene. Back and, he, and he's going to make something awesome for your life when you invite him in your picture. And that's what we want to see. So I've got to turn to him. I've got to acknowledge him. Psalm 139 verse 23 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Beautiful, right? So it says, uh, point out anything in me that offends you. You come before God and you say, God, show me. Show me. Free me. You're, you, you're willing to admit. You're willing to, to, uh, to come to him. And that's the first step. And the second one is turn to Jesus. Surrender to him. One of my favorite texts in the Bible is Hebrew chapter 12, verse 1. I use it so much it's, uh, when it comes to preaching because I think it's so rich. It says, Therefore, since you're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight. Lay aside every weight in sin which clings so clear, uh, closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus. When it says to looking to Jesus, When it says looking to Jesus, it doesn't just talk about running the race with perseverance. It talks about looking to Jesus when it comes to your extra weight. Looking to Jesus when it comes to sin. Let Jesus be at work in your life. Because look what it says after. The founder and the perfecter of our faith. Who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And this is where he has authority. He has the authority. He can come into my life. But as I look to Jesus, as I turn to Jesus, I will see my weight come off. As I confess my sin, as I draw close to him, something's going to happen in the inside because Jesus came to set me free. Amen? He has come to set me free. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, Cast all your anxiety on him, for he cares for you. Hmm. One last verse. Matthew 11, verse 28, it says, Come to me, all of you are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. You see, this is the heart of Jesus. Take my yoke upon you and, and learn from me. Uh, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So his yoke is easy and his burden light. What does that mean? Well, the thing is, the Pharisees, they were putting so much pressure on the people about performance, 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 and they were just discouraged because they could not fulfill all the law. And Jesus says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And the yoke is like, we we are called to carry, a yoke is to carry, as as you know, and now you're you're with Jesus, he's carrying with you, but it's his yoke. It's not a yoke of performance. And one of the things... I believe that we get caught into, and that's one of the biggest traps that I fell in, especially in my early years of ministry's performance, trying to perform, trying to perform, to be there, and trying so hard, and I just can't. I'm not talking here about not being fruitful. I'm called to be fruitful, but not to be driven with performance, and God wants to free me from that, that not being good enough, not being good enough, you're not good enough. You, you, you compare yourself to, to, you, to the others. You, you, you're not good enough. You look even at, you compare yourself with your father, with the success of your father. You, you're not good enough. You, you just feel that you're not good enough. And Jesus says, Whoa, he says in my version, Whoa, Buck. stop it. I'm, I'm there. I will carry you. I will walk with you because Jesus came for my freedom. You see? Jesus doesn't want me to, uh, to be under the, the, um, the yoke of performance and the yoke of showing others that my life is all under control. Displaying how great I am, and in reality, I'm so fragile. It's like, in my flesh, I'm like kind of a, a, card of, a, a castle of cards. <laughs> so fragile, Right? but Jesus is not, right? So I what I want to see, I want to see Jesus into my life. I want to experience him. The third thing that you want to do is you want to involve other people in your walk. Galatians chapter 6 verse 2 is carry each other's burdens. Wow. Carry each other's burdens. We're called to carry. Sometimes my burden I can't carry on my own. I need you. And sometimes it's going to be the, uh, the, the other person that can't carry his burden. We can't do it alone. And it says in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. That's pretty cool. That's the law, of Christ, the, the, the law of love to carry each other's burden. Just to wrap things up this morning is that you were called to walk in freedom. And that freedom is for now, not for next year not for tomorrow, it's going to be always there and you can always go to God and experience that freedom but I really felt God wanted to tell us this morning that he came for my freedom, he came for your freedom if you feel that you come short because you, you, can't, you, you can't do it on your own well Jesus came to preach a good news to the poor if you're broken hearted, he came to heal your heart if you're stuck, he came to free you If you're caught in darkness because of sin, he came to release you. That's God's heart for you. This is why Jesus came. And what we need to do is we just need to to receive and to come to him and to to acknowledge him and to invite him in our mix, in our picture. With all the eyes closed this morning out of respect for your neighbor? Is there someone here that you've never given your life to Jesus? You've never... Ask Jesus to enter your life. Or or maybe you went to Sunday school, you grew up in the church, but you've walked away from the faith and here you are this morning. Uh, I just invite you just to open your heart up and realize that Jesus came for your freedom. Freedom to know the Father. Freedom to have a future. Freedom in your heart, in your inner inner soul. That's you this morning. Can you raise up your hand? That's you. I don't want you to leave here without making that decision. Thank you so much in the back, both of you. Thank you so much. Someone else. Mm. Lord God, we, we surrender our lives to you. You see you see that we need you. For the first time, or through the journey, we need you. We ask you to come into our lives. We, we, we repent of our sins. We we confess that we can't do it on our own, so we, we call on your help. When I look at Isaiah, Isaiah 61, you came for my freedom, and I want to live in this freedom. I want to walk in this freedom, so I pray that you would free me. So wherever you are this morning, when it comes to the struggles you face, maybe you're dealing with unforgiveness. Maybe you feel that you can't do it. Maybe you feel stuck. Maybe you, you're in bondage of sin. Just give it to the Lord. Just give it to the Lord and say, God, I repent. I surrender. I want to experience freedom. I want to give, but I need to receive freely. Freely you receive, so freely you can give. Just receive. Just take a moment right now just to put yourself before the Lord. I'll give you just a minute just to, just to talk with Jesus. I would ask you to stand and remember that Jesus came so that you could experience that so that you can experience freedom now thanks for joining us on the GMC podcast for more information about what's going on this week check out gmchurch.ca thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful week